Ladies, gentlemen, and all sports fans of Calgary, welcome to your morning show. Sports, life, food, and everything else. This train rarely comes off the rails. We've got big guests, the best insiders, and all the breaking news you need. Boomer in the Morning starts now. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. You know, we've been playing that intro for a long time now. And it just, the, the one part just struck me. Hmm. All the breaking news you need. I feel like we don't break a lot of news I here. I feel like people must not need a lot. I then. guess the it's demand is It's too early low. for breaking news, so all you need is none. All the fart sound effects you do need. Yeah, though. we got all that. All the shovel shots, mm-hmm. fart noises. Toilet flushes. Yeah, we got those. Breaking news. Not so much. Well, we have Paul Maurice this week. That was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. It was late in the show a couple days ago. We had, I guess, kind oh, of the, the Riley Smith yesterday, although it's not official. Where would he? I, I think uh, our good pal Frank Saravalli had him somewhere in the bottom of the top 50 free agents. Is that where he was? Yeah, like he's on the list, top yeah. 50, but it's it's not the... Forsberg, Gaudreau, Latang, Malkin, Nichushkin territory. No. Kadri. But it was breaking news. And for yesterday, that was all you needed. That was just the right amount. Mm-hmm. All the breaking news we needed. Just a smidge. You going to get any today? Um. You talked to Lewis Gross? Nothing today. Nothing today. No. Are they saving that for the uh, the Stampede Parade or the, the last day of Stampede? John's going to pop out on stage, no, fireworks, the, boom. The big show. Oh, they're saving we, it for the we, big show. We won't have the breaking news today. I got you. Yeah. Bill can uh, roll Tw- it out. Twilliger? Yeah. Uh, where was he at? I hope it doesn't uh, happen in the unnamed football hour. That'd be really awkward. I know, because then you can't even bring it up. You can't even talk about what it. What are we going to do? Sorry, guys. We've got a podcast. This can't talk about Johnny Gaudreau signing. It looks like... Uh, yeah, it looks like they've already taken Riley Smith off of. This is Frank Valley in his uh, daily face there. off the top fifty. Johnny Gaudreau is still there, so it gets not done. When he would be ranked number one, number one, number one, right at the tip, tippy top. Yeah, followed by Philip Forsberg, Nazem Kadri. You may have heard of him. Familiar. Because it was just, uh, what was it? It was just the other day, right? When that, uh... Second in just off the bench. Quickly ahead. Nazem Kadri inside the circle. Kadri! Where's the puck? How did that not go in? It did. It did go in. It did? It did. We it did! Won. He scores! Nazem Kadri! There, so, no, yeah. Very exciting. Number three on the top 50 free agent list. John Klingberg at four, Chris Tang at five. Where's Malkin? Malkin uh, seventh after Evander Kane. Rounding, right. out, rounding out your top ten after Malkin at seven, Andrew Kopp at eight, Andre Burakovsky at number nine. A bit of a job over there. Ryan Strom, number ten. Your boy Nachushkin, 13. Ta. Yeah, Burakovsky ahead of Dechushkin. And David Perron and Ilya Mikheyev. I think probably there's a signability factor in there. That is not the order of best player. It's more the... You think so? Well, I mean... 
Kushkin's way better player than Burakovsky. Boy, you are on the you are on the the choo choo train. Like it's one year, but a monster year. Like I I don't know where his season stops and like what Mark Stone gives you every year ends. Like I think it's that type of a year he just had. That's one. And people are going to destroy me, but just off the top of my head, no, if I'm trying to paint a picture of the type of player he is, it's a winger that can provide incredible defensive metrics and score. Now, Stone's probably a lineup. Like, he's a top-line guy, mm-hmm. second-line guy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I just think if, if he could replicate this season for the next five years, he should be getting a monster payday. Now, maybe this is it, and he's never going to be better than this, and he's slotted just right. And his Sederman's having a career year, and all those things are true. But what he did was awesome, especially the uh, away-from-the-puck stuff, because the, the offensive numbers are very good, but not, like, you know. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Not raw stuff. Anyway. Wait, you have 25 goals? Yeah, and missed what? Like, uh, 25 goals games? in 62 games. Yeah, missed 20 games. So over a 30-goal pace and elite checking winger this season, physical. Oh, over 20, 25. What, 25 with 20 games missed? You, can you prorate for me, Dean? I'm not saying he's a 30-goal guy. I'm not. <laughs> but, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he scored 30 next year if he was healthy. Have you liked him this postseason? He's been fine. How, where but you, he... you have gone from zero to 110. Look at his season, his career. It's gone zero to 100. Anyway, I, I really like the player. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you do. It's I good, do. and it's uh, it's good to lo- it's nice to have things that we enjoy that we like. Yeah, I feel like he if it, it's just the tools have always been there and it's never happened. So it's just like, did something click? Is this now who he is? Because if so, that's a really good player. I worry more the other way, is that he has played on a line with Caudry, who's had a career year. And has gone from 10 goals to 25, from 21 points to 52. He's been a horse in the playoffs. The, the way he's playing, mm-hmm. there's no question about it. And he looks like he's found it. But he's 27. That's off. Even so, for a late bloomer, to bloom at 27 is kind of late. I just wonder if this is the absolute high watermark. And you get back into the 15, 13 goal range. I just feel like if this guy's name was something else and he was from Brandon, it'd be like six, four, two, no. ten, checks hard, When's scoring. Like no one talks in those terms anymore. No, no, I they? just mean like there's sort of part of his resume is the it didn't work. You went back to Russia, you came back. He said two years in the league with zero goals. I feel like if he's just some late bloomer out of college that shows up in the NHL twenty four, we're blown away by this guy. Like when when did Zach Hyman starting scoring goals in his career? Around this age? Like he, 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 he was, the problem was he got to the league too soon. He was so toolsy that he played in a league he probably wasn't ready for. I mean, that, that being said, his rookie year was pretty damn good. It was the stuff after that that struggled. What do you have, 15 his rookie year? Jeez. I just feel like he has. Uh... Like Hyman had never eclipsed 15 goals until three, four years ago. And he's what, 30? That's a 26 year old. Like it's, I don't know. I, I don't know that those are great comps. I don't – just a lot of the – I like the buzz around him. The, the, the smart people really like the guy. 
I'm not saying I'm out there scouting, I'm breaking tape, and here's what he's doing in the neutral zone forecheck. No, like I'm just saying the type of people that I like to bet on when they say something's a good bet, yeah, yeah. Though these all of them love them. Two point five million is the cap hit. He's I don't know how Colorado keeps him if if he is a sought after on the open market. If there's somebody out there as hot and bothered, if if GMs are as wound up as you are, and they won't be, but uh, I, I, you know what, Dean, it would be impossible for him to know ahead of July 13th what he's worth. It's I mean, true, yeah. The, the teams are not allowed to talk with him. Yeah, TikTok. So it's like I don't even know how he's supposed to weigh these offers with Colorado on an extension when the season's yeah. over against an unknown market. How in the world would he be able to gauge what his value is out there? There's some interesting free agents on this, <clears throat> excuse me, on this Colorado team. Kemper will leave it. I thought I listened to, uh, was listening to you with uh, Woodley. Woodley yesterday. Woodley. For Darcy Kemper, if if this goes well the rest of the way, and the math suggests historically that it will when you're yeah, up three to three one. one and your team's the better team. Yeah. Do you not look at Colorado and say, hey, let's figure it out? We got something here? Rather than go back on the market, because how many teams would be dying to get them some Darcy Kemper. I don't know. And Woodley was sort of saying, I don't know. I mean, if you're Edmonton, do you like Darcy Kemper? You tried to trade for him a year ago. But now you got cap issues, and are you bringing back Kane? And it's not as simple as just signing Kemper. It's going to come at the expense of something else. It'd be a like, lo- not love would be kind of my, yeah, like him. But I don't think he'll kind of be almost like anti Niemi. Won the cup with Chicago but was just kind of the guy in the net when the Chicago Blackhawks did their thing. Josh Manson, UFA. He's going to, yeah, that's a guy they probably want to keep around. Burakovsky, UFA. Nachushkin, UFA. Kadri, UFA. This was their window, right? This was, here it is. Last year was pretty good too before they lost Grubauer, but yeah. We've got some contracts ending. Let's do it this year. And they may do it tonight. They're up three games to one in the Stanley Cup final over Tampa. The math, you you, 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 3-1? Do you like a 3-1 lead? Well, here's already one 3-1 deficit has has been erased in this year's playoffs. Uh The New York Rangers beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Penguinos had a 3-1 lead. Rangers said not so fast. Was it the Calgary Flames when they were down 3-1 to the Edmonton Oilers? Nope. Uh, Sorry, it was the the Rangers against Pittsburgh. All rounds... All time, teams down three games to one, 31 and 298. Slim, and in a cup final, only one team has ever come back. 35, uh, one and 35 is the record. The uh, 1942 Toronto Maple Leafs Died, yep. stormed yep. back to win in seven games. So that's, if you're John Cooper, that's boys. Be like the Leafs. Yo. Think back to the way it was in 42. That's the kind of energy and heart and determination we need to harness. I mean, we all remember it. Well, who doesn't? You know? Um, speaking of uh, of Cooper, mm. Mr. Cooper, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Was that the show? It was. Don't you have the... Cooper! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, man... 
Was that on the the WG? That was on uh, TGIF for a while. There. Yeah, that kind of yeah yeah. So anyway, John Cooper a couple so nights anyway. ago he uh, he was very down, very despondent, talking about uh, you know God, it's a tough way to lose and the, the whole thing, right? It was uh, it's just watch this team, what they've gone through, and the battling that's gone on, and and we're all in this together, players, coaches, refs, everybody. But it just it just this one's. This one's going to sting much more than others. Because the avalanche are a bunch of dirty cheaters. Dirty, 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 dirty. Cheaters. Can cheaters. That's right. Mm. Uh, changed his tune a little bit yesterday, as you would expect. Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, it's an emotional time. Guys. Well, and he's a lawyer. Lawyers present cases. He's, I think he's a very good actor. I we, think he knew uh, exactly what he was doing. This was uh, Mr. Cooper yesterday. It's funny because, you, you know, you're an emotional game, and, and I, you know, I found it odd that they got that wide open in the play, but there's nothing you can really, you know, from our angle on the bench and the reviewing, like, whether the puck's in the net. So the only way I can find out is I have to go back in the room and, and, and look at the tape. So um, you do, and then you have to f- face all of you five minutes after an emotional loss and so i apologize you know for last night because that's what you get when you have to speak to the media right away what's great about today is that it's not yesterday now huh. it's it's mm-hmm. uh like i'm you know got some excitement for uh, for game five and and now my mind's turning on how to win that nothing i can we can do to turn back they missed it uh it's unfortunate but it's uh, water under the bridge now. Let's uh, let's go get ready for. Uh, should be a hell of a game five. It's water under the fridge, dude. It's all water under the fridge. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got an issue with that because that ice maker. You sometimes oh, get I know, the cubes yeah. stuck in there. Yeah, and then they just start to melt with the air coming in, and then drips down the front, and then it's water, a question it's for water you. under the fridge. Big what, problem when you have the fridge with the ice machine, yeah, yeah. and it spits the cubes out. Yeah. Some hits your glass the odd time. Tick, 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 tick. They hit the floor. Yeah. You pick them up or just kick them under the fridge. Dude, we're in a new house. I am like <laughs> diving like I'm trying to catch a fly ball two outs <laughs> in the bottom of the ninth. Watch the hardwood. Yeah. And it's a loner fridge because the one we ordered a year ago is not here yet. Oh, geez. Supply chain. Something like that. Who's the supply chain? This jerk's ruining everything. Supply chain. Pinder's fridge. Big hole. It doesn't fit the where it's supposed to no, fit. I know. It's the worst. Stupid jerk ice Stupid. machine dripping all over my new floor. So do they, uh, where do you rent those? I think the place we were buying it from loaned us one. Oh, I see. Like, hey, that fridge you ordered 13 months ago, uh, here's one you can use until it arrives. Yeah. Huh? So what does this, fr- does it mix drinks for you as well? This one blows. Serve up cocktails? The, the next one's going to be unreal. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it mixing Caesars for you? I don't even know. You? I just know that it's better and it's not going to piss ice on my floor. Hello, Ryan. Ryan, good morning. Would you like your Caesar extra spicy? Good work on the Smarm Report today. <laughs> <laughs> How is the new uh, Chateau? It's coming, man. It's There's so much stuff. Because you're in it. <sighs> right? We're in it in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> if you've followed along over the years, this is the house that Ryan has never really wanted, but has. I haven't not wanted it. I just have not wanted it. 
I liked the house we had before. Yeah, yeah you were. Uh, I'm like, new house. Boy, that sounds like a lot of work. What's wrong with this house? And it is a lot of work. And it's really gorgeous and awesome. And it's exactly how my wife wants it to look. And I'm like, <laughs> where, where, the, where are the kids that we have parents supposed to exist in this magazine? Uh, Not on this floor, huh? It's, it's perfect because it's perfect. You have the house that, that your wife wants. Of course. And what, do you do, what can you do? You just pack your bleep and move. That's what you do. All right, honey. Do you like it? I love it. I really do. Ryan, what's your favorite part of the house? You must be so proud. I like playing soccer in the backyard <laughs> with my kids. So this was, was this like a, a dream kind of a thing? Someday I'm going to dream house. I'm going to look at, get the blueprints and the floor plans and map it all out and then pick colors and textures and tiles and all of that. Is this kind of, was this a, a big thing for her? Clearly. Yeah. It's not a small thing. Because I know when... It was a small project. Because you go, you buy a house or you, you build one and you can go to the, the home builder and they'll, oh, here's, uh, here's the stuff and you can pick that way. But this was even beyond that, right? This was, here's, here's what I see. And the builders will listen to me. The builders I will not, and the designer. I will not conform to the designer and the builder. It's one of those things, it was kind of like planning the wedding, where early on, you're going to run into some sort of like invite stationary issue, mm -hmm. and you might just have a difference of opinion. And the way that first little hurdle, you completely collapsed over you, and you like ripped the skin off your face as you slid across the 100 meter track. Yeah, like, sure. Uh, you're like, wow, if this is a stationary conversation, I'm going to stay the hell away from everything else. Yeah. All yours. I'll be there in the suit. Plant one on me. Your life needs to be a reality show. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I would watch it. I, I would. I, I'm part of it. Missed a good episode yesterday. Is that right? I got it on the PVR because I feel like every day there's kind of something. And if you just took three or four days at a time and smushed them together in a episode 26, 24 minute episode, mm. you'd be set for two episodes years ago and years. was for the four days in Montreal. Yeah. This episode is, uh, yeah. What would yesterday's? What would you have described if you were putting in the descriptor for the, for the t for the TV guide when you call it up this week yeah. on, the life of Pinder. Trying to think. Uh, well, I don't know that I should. <laughs> you know what? A lot of teases in, in this episode. Yeah, a lot of teases. Foreshadowing. Tons. Yeah. Well, and just loose ends. Yeah. Right? Cliffhangers and such. Look at our show today. What do we got? We got Stephen Brunt just after 7 o'clock. Hour 2, kicking it off with Steve. Hour 3, Chip Alexander. We have been looking, to, we've been looking to go to Carolina and talk hurricanes for quite some time. We're going to do that today. The, uh, the Canes... Was Peter Kokachev or Kochakev and uh, Kuklachev? Yeah, that's whatever he is. Not Frederick Anderson was between the pipes for a good chunk of their postseason. Auntie Ranta, your uncle Auntie, was in there as well. And another year where a very strong Carolina team 
uh, sitting at the end of the year, okay, well, how now what do we do? How do we get, where are the areas of need? How do we address it? And will our, will our owner be okay with it? Because it feels like about once every postseason or every couple, old Tommy Dundon Tommy gets, uh, gets sick of someone or gets hot and bothered for someone, and then the team has to follow suit. Either way, Chip Alexander coming up. Tommy D and Tony D, they're going to get along? (sighs) I think they will. That's a good fit. Well, yeah, it depends what Tony D thinks Tony D's worth. Because Tony D had a heck of a season. Yeah, and I think Tony D's on some fly lists, no fly lists, kind of like Evander Kane, like it's not going to be a full 32-team market, so to speak. Although I think both probably did a good job of shortening that list of no-fly zones this year. Best behavior, boys. Mm-hmm. You're on one-year deals. Don't be an idiot again until you get that max term or five-year deal. It's about free agents sometimes recognizing a good fit. Hey, Tony D, good fit? Yep. Career year? Yep, yep. Is the money there? Well, that we don't know. Don't know. Vander Kane, pretty good fit up there, huh? Yep, yep. 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 How's the money? Mm. Need to make some. Val Nachushkin, career year, through the roof. Good fit, huh? Yeah. Can you, you going to chase all the dough, or you want to take a little less? Or, I mean, your centerman's leaving. I, but, and I uh, suppose that's a conversation with every free agent, really. But on one-year guys, there just isn't this legacy thing, right? Like, Evander Kane doesn't have an opportunity to retire as a career oiler. Right? <laughs> like, uh, Tony D'Angelo is not going to go down as the greatest Carolina – like, that's not a part of the equation. That is a part of the equation for a lot of these other discussions. Phil Forsberg's only played in one jersey. I don't think he got up with Washington before he was traded. He was still no. a prospect. Latang, Malkin, Goudreau. Those are very different conversations because I think it's not nothing that that's worth. I guess that what the one thing you would point at is, because D'Angelo, I believe, was a Tampa Bay pick and then mm-hmm. moved. It was the Rangers. So I mean, he's bounced around. Evander Kane was not well-liked in seemingly Winnipeg or San Jose or, or Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. So when you finally get to that spot where it seems to and work even, and even like Nachushkin, right? Yeah. I know what it's like to not fit in and not feel it and not perform at a high level. This is better, mm-hmm. but there, there, how much of that is on me coming of age and what I put in and how much of it is the environment on a smaller degree, on a smaller scale, it's Eric Branson's season. Sure. It is. Yeah. Never played past the first round career yeah. highs across the board. And completely played his role to a T. Uh, not a top four defenseman, not a guy that's going to get Norris votes, but was as good as you could expect a third pair right side, big, strong guy to be. He did that role perfectly, right? So no. is he saying, wow, that's a career year? This is my chance to get one last big contract. Maybe I can get some term. Or is he like, hey, now, I've been so many places. I've been bouncing around. There's a winning team here, and clearly the fit with the coach is a good one. And only Eric and Branson can answer that. And I think player to player, you'd have a lot of different answers. Guys like Jason Spezza, would, would, if, if I get claimed on waivers, I'm just going to retire. I'm only going to play in Toronto. I've made my money. I'm playing for league men. Good Branson's not quite there. Tony D'Angelo and Evander Kane aren't there at all. They're much younger. They've got to make some money. Certainly one of the guys needs to make some money, Mm -hmm. but it is an interesting part of the equation. It's not nothing. Yeah, career earnings would be a big part of it. Well, and and more than career earnings, like 
Are you doing okay? Because Vander's earned a ton, but clearly has been bankrupt. Yeah. So, but in, but in most cases, yeah, I think. So, have you taken care of your money? Are you in a good spot financially? Okay, then now we can chase the other stuff. Yeah, I think that probably comes first in a lot of ways, and then win, uh, lifestyle, fit, that sort of thing. W- one of the guys that popped into my head when we were talking in in those terms, David Perron, who's a free agent again this summer, keeps coming back to St. Louis. Starts in St. Louis, pretty plays pretty well, goes to Edmonton, actually has a pretty good the one year there. He had 28 goals. They move him on. He goes to Pittsburgh, doesn't really fit, is in Anaheim for a short stay, goes back to St. Louis for one season, 18 goals in 82 games, then goes to Vegas in the expansion draft, is there, then goes back to St. Louis, and this year was one goal off of his career high with 27 in 67 games. Stay, Dave, right? Both, I don't think he's going anywhere. There there's the there's a fit. Yeah. And I would think both sides can appreciate that. And I think there's also uh, some other times where guys do turn UFA you, like you said and uh, both sides are very ready for the marriage to be over. Thank you for your service. Enjoy July 13th. And we probably wouldn't need to go too far. I'm sure you could find some examples of that we'll be taking all of uh, that cap money back thank you preach say hi to your agent for us that's son of a best of luck you mentioned phil forsberg david poyle poyle came out yesterday and says uh here's what's going on with phil forsberg something's got to give in the next couple of weeks for philip to sign He's not signing with us for anything less than eight years. We're taking a position where we feel that we're offering the right thing. They're taking a position where they think it should be more than that. They're not wrong, and with all due respect, I'm not wrong. You have to have a plan B, C, or D. Our first choice, I want to be clear, is to sign Philip. We've told him that. We've told his agent that. But we have to formulate other plans right now. So without knowing what the... He says it's eight years. Maybe the player doesn't want eight years, and who knows what the money is. But there's David Poyle, you know, publicly kind of drawing a line in the sand. We, we can guess what the money is, though. I don't think that's too hard. What did he score? He missed, what, 15 games? He had 42 goals. Oh, my goodness. In 69 games. Goodness. 42 and 42. Oh 84 points God. in 69. I'm telling you, yeah. So I think you're looking at sort of a seven and a half to 10 range a year. Now that's a big variance, but I mean. Especially on an eight year deal. Well, and, and again, how are you going to age, all that? But I, I think we it's not going to be less than seven and a half. It's not going to be more than 10. That's a wide swath, but still. Yeah, I think it's. Man, I think it's got to be north. If we're, what are you talking, Gaudreau money? How f- truly, how far removed are you to Philip Forsberg? And salary wise, just in 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 terms of points, well, player, yeah, age. I, I think uh, they're very different players. I would like goal scoring is the great you'll always get paid thing, but I think Johnny's traits are maybe a touch more rare. I think Johnny ends up making a little bit more, but not much. Maybe a million bucks a year mm-hmm. more. Yeah, 30 goals, one, two, three, 30 goal seasons, 26 goals, 28, 21, 26. This is Forsberg you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you get paid for for being a scorer. 
Right shot. Do you like right shots? Right shot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, uh, I I don't know how I feel about David Poyle. Obviously, he's done it forever. Oh, I think he's done a great job. He's done a decent job. I don't know, great. They, they, they win that one cup final they get to. I think everyone feels different, right? Yeah, probably. There was a Pittsburgh, one of the back-to-back there. For the longest time, it just felt like they'd go to the draft and do nothing but draft defensemen, and they were very good at that. But when David Legwand was your franchise-leading scorer forever, up until, what is did Forsberg take that over? Who was it, Duchesne, whatever it was? Um, or not, there was some, a lot of yeah. meh. So but I, that's ages ago. Like, they're just always competitive. That's really hard to yeah. do in this league. Like, what? how many times they missed the playoffs in the last 15 years? Like, twice, three times? Good goaltending, good always defense. Good D, yeah. So you wonder what the offer is. Is he being tight? Or is he going for the dough? Well, I think when you got that eighth year, you probably start tight. And then you say, well, look, if you if someone else is giving you one year less and – What's the pile of money worth? I'll add a little more. Frank Saravelli was on with the boys yesterday. I'll play this for you. It's nothing groundbreaking, but uh, our NHL insider was asked about Johnny Gaudreau. It's now, I mean, today's the 24th, yesterday the 23rd. We're creeping ever closer to that deadline. Three weeks, less than three weeks. Probably some tense moments, I would imagine. You know, as I mentioned, I, I think they've made their pitch. I think the two sides understand each other clearly in terms of where it could head. And I think the fact that, you know, we've said it before, the longer it goes on, the less confident by the day the Flames should probably feel about that coming together. I'd love to sit in on one of these. If you'd have to sign the non-disclosure agreement, but just to sit in, what is, is it daily contact? Is it phone calls? Is it texts? Is it once a week? How's the weather? How do you? I feel like you just keep you, you keep it cordial. Yeah, and you, uh, you you ask how people are doing. Like, are you tinkering on a daily basis? Do you send the initial offer if you're the team, and then sit and wait? How do you finesse it if you're the player? You know what I mean. I, and everyone would be different. As a general manager, you'd have to have so many different ways of handling clients and agents, because agents can be. Unique people. Well, yeah, yeah. Unique people, unique mm-hmm. characters, unique New York traits that you would have to, uh, yeah, de- you know, de- deal with, dance around. And again, I don't want to keep bringing it back, but I mean, I, I, je- I agree that the closer you get to the deadline, the more the player has the leverage, the more likely they are to leave. Because guess what? Um, if they are signed, they're not likely to leave. Of course, they're more likely to leave as long as they're not signed closer to the date. But Gabriel Landeskog, the captain of the Avs, 18 minutes from UFA. They're not easy. That doesn't mean that Gabe Landeskog didn't want to return and the Avs didn't want to keep their captain. Both sides wanted the same thing. It just took the pressure of that deadline to get to a spot where both sides said, okay, I I can deal with this. And for Landeskog, it was the final year. And for the Avs, they said, look, we don't, Seven's a ton. We don't need to give you an eighth year. And finally, the pressure of a deadline was got the deal done. We don't have the pressure of a deadline yet. I'm sorry, we don't. Yeah, I don't so, expect this to get done in the next week. So to the that so that's what I'm saying. I, I don't feel that I agree with Frank there. That be the twenty third was better. Now it's the twenty fourth, and I feel like it's get I don't think we're at a pressure point yet. 
what you want to hear is you want to hear that conversations are happening or progress is being made. But I don't know that without this courting period, agents are going to have a really good sense. I, I feel like once the courting period opened, you could be like, okay, now I know exactly what I can get on the market. Now I can compare that to the current team. It's going to be a little bit more gray, I would guess. But again, no one's going to tell you if you, hey, call an agent, call a GM. How do you know what a guy's going to get two days before free agency? Because they're breaking the rules if they know. Even and, though everyone's okay with it and we know yeah. and you can talk in code. But that flirting, that courting period, the legal tampering period, that at least gave the opportunity for people to play by the rules and know exactly what their offers were. And to that end, it's not just the team and the player. <clears throat> example. And it's just for example. Yeah. The day before free agency, July 12th, Nashville hears from Philip Forsberg, we've decided to test the market. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Nashville has yeah, but, 9 to $10 million. That plan they were, B, here we go. Who, Johnny Gaudreau, shift the focus, get on the horn, let's go. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen a lot of times until they know at the 11th hour what their, what their UFAs are doing. So it's this game of... You know, musical chairs. Everyone's walking and looking, and, and until that music stops, we don't know who's available, who's up, who's down. Like it's you. Everyone knows all the free agents, but who's out? Like is Colorado out on any of those guys? All those free agents you named, Nachushkin, they're probably out on Kadri. Probably that's the guy that's going to be too rich for their blood. Is Pittsburgh out on their two franchise players? Like those icons, Latang and Malkin, doesn't sound like it, but they're not done. Yeah. Is Calgary out on Gaudreau? No. So all these plan Bs are, who knows who's available July 13th. And we reference it a lot in terms of what can change. Offers can change. Teams lose players and they become more hungry. We, we saw it with Stamkos. I think Steven Stamkos thought he wanted certain things and then found out maybe it wasn't as great as he thought it was going to be and then doubled back. With maybe Evgeny Malkin right now, I'm ready for a change. I've been in Pittsburgh my whole career. I'm just throwing this up. Uh, Sid's been the guy. I'd be happy to try somewhere else. And 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 then and then you you sit down with your family, you get close to it, and then it's like, okay. Are we really leaving? Are we really doing this? Are we taking this major change in our life? You know what? It's good here. Let's stay. The like, devil you know. I think it's in not just in hockey. It'd be in anything. And you, when you're breaking up with somebody, you're changing jobs, you're buying houses, whatever it is, that until it gets right up to it and you have to make that decision, you, do you feel good about it or how do you feel about it? So even for the players, I think they, don't, they can't tell you today. How does your wife feel about it moving? She was excited, right? <laughs> what about well, you? I, uh, yeah, exactly. Because you didn't get really excited for it until right... Because now you really are. I'm just upside down, ecstatic. Yeah, you're really pumped for it. But yeah. you didn't necessarily feel that way until right before. The the the, the Malkin one I find super interesting, because I think he really likes it there, but I think he wants to get paid. And I think they're saying, look, you're not 27-year-old Malkin anymore. Let's call a spade a spade here. So I think he says, yeah, I'm a $10 million player. Let's go. And they're like, well, actually, we think you're like... Our, our numbers and our data suggests you're a $7.2 million player. And he's like, oh, well, that's not going to work for me. Okay, well, we'll keep talking. I mean, I'm throwing numbers out there, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I, I don't think that's a crazy sort of 
blind guess at what's happening. We've heard money's the issue, not term. He's a career penguin. You know, it's a franchise that has a rich history of guys that spent a lot of time there. Francis, Lemieux, Crosby's going to be a career guy. Jagger had a long run there. Like, I, I think he wants to stay a penguin, but what do you do when you're pretty sure you're going to get more money from somebody else July 13? How much more is it going to take to get you out of that market? And then all these different guys have different circumstances in terms of those, what we talked about, the legacy piece or AAV total dollars, what's term to you. But they're, they're, they're all you have their own unique things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I do believe Johnny really likes it here. I do. I know the first time we heard it, you're like, well, that's convenient. A year before your deal's up, you're saying this. But he's continued to say it. He's gone out of his way to say it, and he seems to have taken umbrage to people suggesting he doesn't like it. And he goes out of his way to talk about how his fiance or now, now his wife, who's mm-hmm. expecting, really likes it. You know, we've heard from his family that they really like it here. I do believe that. But that doesn't mean he wouldn't like it in a couple other places. And if he gets a little more money somewhere, okay, but... I just I have the sense that the Flames of the eighth year will have the ability to put the most money on the table, and he likes it here. So if he's not signed on July 10, don't freak out. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. just means you're closer and more anxious about the decision that's going to happen. Yeah, by then the, you can pucker. I, I Don't pucker right now. You're pucker free. It's June 24. Reserve your puckering for a later date. And, and the other thing is, if things don't go well, in today's NHL, with this type of a player, they can control getting the hell out of there. Like if three years from now, Sutter's gone, things fall apart, teams rock bottom again, and Johnny Gaudreau says, I need to get out of here, they're not going to say no. You're especially, probably going to give him a no move anyway. Yeah, especially like, players Give him all the clauses. Yeah. Give him all the signing bonuses, front load, back load, whatever he wants, you can do. But when a player of that caliber wants out, there's not much of a fight anymore. No. It's kind of like, yeah, okay, well, that's not really convenient for us, but we got to do it, I guess. Seth Jones wants out of Columbus. Ah, crap. Okay, well, they get two first-rounders and a prospect from Chicago. If he needs to move later, he can. Yeah. And it's not always not not trying to you know fit it for the argument. I just I remember the doom and gloom in Long Island when Tavares was going to leave. Well, now what? This this franchise this franchise has nothing left. They were just fine. Yeah, they were able to absorb the loss. came in and they turned the corner. Tavares. Now that that one had different vibes because they they didn't have a rink situation sorted yet. Sure, but it was a and, homecoming, right? John Tavares. Maybe he wants to go home. Well, and it felt like he was going to leave, didn't it? Kind of did. And you could understand why. The rink was crappy. They were playing in multiple places. Like the stories he'd have about being an Islander, a lot different than the stories his pals are telling him in Chicago and Toronto and Montreal. Like that or that franchise was upside down for some of his time there. Yeah. The sim the similarities being he was the face of that team. He was the captain. And I think at the time he he probably did to a certain degree love it there. Yeah. But you saw very quickly what it was going to mean to him to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. And that's fine, yeah. Yeah. Stephen Brunt coming up hour two. Another career player could be re-signing with his team. Career season? No. 
career. Oh, a franchise. Yeah, okay. A franchise. Face of a franchise. Yeah. Guy. Okay. Much like Malkin has spent his entire career, uh, Johnny Gaudreau looks like maybe another free agent could be signing back with his one and only team. Uh, the Stampeders are getting ready for a game against the Elks. This is a warm up for the bye. Warming up for the bye. And uh Elks have been rough. Have they won at home yet since they changed their name? I don't think so. Oh. Yeah, it's been a rough game. And those poor fans. They love their three down football there. They put like forty thousand in the seats for a fundraiser for the Ukraine in the preseason. Oh yeah. It's oh, it's, it's a good fan base. Completely gassed the front office after last year. That's a shirt show. The Elks may not be facing Bo Levi Mitchell this week. That's a warm-up for the bye. Based on what we saw in practice yesterday. So that's all coming up. Mason Trafford, Chip Alexander, Stephen Brunt, busy show. Sports night, uh, whatever it is, 960 is the the fan, right? I'm not sure. Yeah, I forgot. See ya. You're listening to Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960, the fan. You know what it is out there, uh, once again? Moist. Stop it. This can go away. It's it's been a because it's the twenty fourth. We're just about done June, right? This June's been brutal. And June owes us a few. We've had one we're, pretty. Good. Were we like plus forty three this time last year? Remember how screaming hot it was that week leading into Canada Day? And I know that there's Ooh. been because I think it was in Winnipeg last weekend. They had the marathon. And shut it down Do partway it. through because it was too hot. It was like 43 degrees. Like, we're, people are going to be f- dropping out here. <laughs> Stop this thing now. Stop it immediately. I rained short in marathon. I could, if only kind of they, marathon uh, I could get behind. If only they had a, well, it wasn't rain. But, uh, heat, I guess. So never mind that. Yeah. We're on our game today. I'm a bag of whatever isn't up to par. I'm a bag of You're a bag of bogeys. Smashed a-holes or <laughs> broken doorknobs or whatever it is. But I'm a bag of them. Snap pool cues. Right. <laughs> you look like 10 pounds of my yeah. five pound bag. That's what we're dealing with here. All right. Uh the cup will be in the building in the heist tonight. The heist. The avalanche and the lightning. Those dirty Cheaters, the Colorado Avalanche, and their three to one lead can put this thing to bed. We got it at six. We got it at six. You know, we didn't play the other day, no. or well, yesterday morning was the uh, like we heard the is it, is it what is it? Where's the puck? Where's the puck? Is it how did that not go in? It did, it did go in. It did, it did. We it did. He scores, right? So we still love that, Connor. Yeah. Our boy. He was great the other day, by the way. Came on game yeah. day th- oh, that yeah. morning. With so us. great. Love it. We didn't have the other side. And we often play the, you know, Pamaru. He's always getting excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not sure if there's going to be an icing, though. It isn't. The Lightning exhausted. Get off the ice. A quick up. Kemper gives it to Lekkonen. Across the blue line. Here's Kadri cutting in front. Shoots. Save Vasilevsky. What a save. Under his arm. What a save that was. Now the Avalanche are saying it's in. Is the puck in the net? It is. Kadri scored. <laughs> Nazem Kadri has won the game for the Avalanche. Oh, I take some pleasure in that, i got to be honest. 
I'm just bringing that up. No, no comment necessary. Not, not needed, That's really. just for, uh, for your enjoyment. Time for the Pinder Report brought to you by MotorWorks. Exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. They'll meet and beat all competitor quotes. 51st Ave, 3rd Street, Southeast. Ryan Pinder. Ryan Pinder. Ryan Pinder. All right, Dino, here we go. Here we go, here we go. Start with the NHL and why not? Game 5 is tonight. Back in Colorado. That John Denver's full of shit, man. Maybe you're not in Colorado. I don't know. They're in Colorado. I thought it was Colorado. Colorado? Yeah. No, Colorado. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ball Arena. That's right. Okay. Yesterday, John Cooper met with the media. Now, remember, boy, I, I just, this is going to be tough for me. I don't know. Um, listen, we'll talk tomorrow. Quite a performance put on two days ago. Yesterday was tomorrow as we sit here today. So, <laughs> it's it's funny because... You, you know, you're an emotional game, and, and I um, you know, I find it odd that they got that wide open in the, in the play, but there's nothing you can really, you know, from our angle on the bench and the reviewing, like, whether the puck's in the net, so the only way I can find out is I have to go back in the room and, and, and look at the tape. So um, you do, and then you have to f- face all of you five minutes after an emotional loss you and people. so i yeah. apologize you know for last night um because that's what you get when you have to speak to the media right away oh so again is that apologizing is that blaming the media it's is the that, media's fault explaining what uh anyway he apologized though he said i apologize yeah, he said i apologize and the oscar goes to john cooper Oh, breathtaking work. He really sucks the crowd in, then just dispatches of them easily just the next day. Wonderful character. Yeah, he... He's uh, he's no dummy, hey? Because here's the thing. Two days out, he can say, oh, no, I apologize. That was just me being emotional. But for 24 hours, well, 12, 20, 15 hours, he had everyone looking at and talking about exactly what he wanted them looking at and talking about. I don't think this was just whoops-a-daisies. He's too smart for that. So rather than talking about his team on the ropes and rather than talking about a miscue here or there, rather than talking about Colorado, a win away, everyone was talking about NHL fishing, well offside, no, too many men, oh, but he's at the bench. They're in seven, guys. I think this is genius. Maybe I'm giving too much credit. And I don't think it matters at all. Ah, it just takes the heat off his players. We're talking about something else. The storyline of the day was not Tampa's reign is over. No, it, they were. Everyone was talking about it. Mm-hmm. I still think that probably. I don't. I just look at it. It's, there, there was a different way to do that. It looked kind of. I said soft. Yes, I, I don't know. It just it was. It was what? just a very weird. It was un- emotional. It was kind of. Uh, he, he was like, you could cry. Like, I, I don't know what he was. So I, I'm. I'm with you. He. He put it out there for a reason. I just wonder if he thinks a better way to have done it. Six o'clock tonight, Sportsnet West, and these very airwaves. This well-oiled machine gonna be running that game for you in its entirety. If it goes to triple overtime, we're, guys are gonna stay there and work. Three. If they have to come in till Boomer in the morning on Monday because this goes to twenty-seven right. overtimes, we're gonna have it all for you. GVP, sorry, I sorry. I, I don't hope know if you're told into you that. that. Make for a long day. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Be all right. You're on that yeah. uh, 4 a.m. Saturday shift if this game hits uh, the fifth overtime period. Uh-huh. Sorry, sorry, bro. All right. Tough luck, but I guess I'll soak it. Poor guy, yeah. So the question, gentlemen, is are they partying 
in Denver tonight. I can't even, because Tampa Bay has done it all playoff. You think they're going one way, they go the other. Mm-hmm. Bounce, I, bounce away yesterday. Or my, my prediction, though, would be that it ends tonight. I think, Colorado, I think Colorado's. We want this thing going seven, don't we? We want it, but I'm asking what oh, you yeah. think's going to happen, not what you predicted a week ago. Yeah, well, if I want to be right, I think it ends tonight, too. So you're selfish. I don't want to be right. Oh. Yeah, I think they're done. Tabs win tonight. Been the better team. Tampa's been much better home than they have on the road. We'll see. Be some nerves, though. Oh, yeah. Huh? This is the one where early he's like, okay, who's who's got the bouncing pucks? Who's got the jitters? Who's, some, who's putting passes in the skates of their teammates? Some pressure now. The pressure some pressure on, on, on him now. now. That's a lot right. Of pressure on him now. A lot of pressure. Oh, okay. Other NHL news, Patrice Bergeron apparently, apparently. going to return on a one-year deal to the Bruins. Okay. Feels the, right. The man who has all the Selkies. would be a big ad. Like, no surprise, he's coming to Boston. He's played his whole career in Boston, but there was a thought he might wait it out. And, well, I don't need 82. I'm currently getting a little older. Maybe I show up around Christmas. And there was the rumblings of Montreal. Well, in Montreal and amongst the fan base in Montreal, yeah. yes. But I don't think Bergeron ever envisioned another jersey. Hard to say. It fits, though. It's I, I we don't see it very often, and maybe we don't. Maybe we overvalue it. I don't know. I just for him, for that guy to play somewhere else, wouldn't that have would felt feel wrong. Yeah, Chara did, and maybe we felt the same way about Chara at the time. But no, Chara was like Islanders, Ottawa, and then Boston. Yeah. So he wasn't the one Jersey guy. This is this is Bergeron. It's where yeah. he should be. He's the Selkie god. Staying with the bees. Eh? He loves the same. Just loves Selkies. Just all the Selkies. And reminder, they're out with. No Marshan, no McAvoy, no Grizzly for like a significant chunk of the year. Like, I don't know if any of those guys are back by Christmas. Interesting year for Boston. Will crack opening in the Atlantic Division, maybe? Maybe. Mm, maybe. maybe. Let's go to Major League Baseball, Dean. What kind of ratings do you get on this show here? I mean, we don't care about ratings. It's more about downloads, John. It's more about, yeah, streams and downloads. Although one, I think we should John, care about get, ratings. Get with the times. <laughs> I think the advertisers care about ratings. I don't know, John. John, it's called, John. Why did you have to go there today, John? Of all, of all days, John. Come on, it's Friday. John, what kind of ratings do you get on this John? show here? John, was, would you leave us alone? What are you getting at? I'm trying to get to the Jays here. Is there a point you're trying to make, Gibby, or what? Whew. Well, you know, good news for the Jays. Did Correct. not lose yesterday. In fact, well, they didn't win. It was off day, so they probably got banged up on Rush Street in Chicago and just lay around in bed. Mm-hmm. Got on a bus, went to Milwaukee. Brew Crew tonight. It's the opener of a three-game set in Milwaukee. Alec Manoa, large human, starts with the Bluebirds. He's been exceptional this season, Dean. Eight and two in the year. ERA of 2.00. A whip. Whip. That whip cream. Under one. Yeah. Got touched up in his last start against the Yankees. We'll see how he bounces back. The Brew Crew responds with righty Adrian Hauser. Hmm. Yo, Adrian. He's a brick, Hauser. Okay, we'll stop doing that. Toronto has hit a tough patch, Dean. Lost five of seven. Oh, dear. Just a half game up on the uh, Red Sox, who play in Toronto next week, opening an eight-game homestand, which is going to be huge, all against AL East opponents. Half game back for the final wildcard. Meanwhile, the Broker lead the NL Central. They're eight games over 500. Your boy, adult son, Rowdy Tellez, still hitting ding-dongs. For the Brew Crew. 
Kikuchi Barrio set the pitch tomorrow and Sunday in this series. You can catch tonight's action. Sportsnet 1 at 6 o'clock. It's a two-screen night, Dean. 6 o'clock start for the hockey game and the baseball game. Two-screen. You got two in your new shack? Do you have? Seemingly, viewing sports was not high on the list of priorities when building this home, which seems odd. But again, I was not directly involved in the yeah, process. Yeah, that's right. Sorry about that. Nice thing to yeah. You know what I do in for hindsight, living. it's kind of what you at least till I get fired. That's yeah. what I do for a living. So, oh. Ryan. Yeah, what's up? Hey, man, it's, it's just like being uh, coaching the NHL. We're all hired to get fired. Hey. And Dean, the Yankees are a big, what? big problem for all of the teams in the major leagues of baseball. Down four to the Astros in the ninth last night in the Bronx. So now Hicks, who has a couple of homers. He's picked things up a bit after a very slow start. High drive, right field. There it goes. See ya. There's the home run. He ties it with one swing. It is 6-6. Off to extras where, yeah, of course the Yankees would do this after holding the Astros off the board. Driven down the left field line. It is a base hit. It goes into the corner. And the Yankees have done it again. It's a lot right now with the Yankees. What a night. 52 and 18. Oh my God! <laughs> it's. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, it's it so much. Pe- yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, the so they don't, they don't want to pay Aaron Judge because they were going to try to no, sign him. Before they're going to get it figured out. Well, just hang on now because they wanted to sign him before the beginning of the year. And Judge yeah, said, yeah. you know what? Fine. No deal. We'll talk at the end of the year. How much more money are they going to have to spend on this guy having not signed him at the beginning of the year? I'll say he's not been distracted by the contract impasse. Almost motivated, it, fe- it seems, Dino. Yeah, yeah. Because they will go What's in front w- of an arbitra- arbiter, arbitrator? Yeah, it's $17 million or 21 It's yeah. laughable. He should make him, well, he will make double that on his new deal. Yeah, there you go. Is he $40 million a year guy? Keeps playing like this. I mean, he's got to be, doesn't he? Having an unreal year. Like, what's what's uh, Verlander getting in for the Mets? $42 million? It's a two-year deal. This guy's way younger. He plays every day. Hey, just round up give him $50 a year, Dean. I think we $50 just, a year. We just want to see good baseball. Get That's the all Yankees we want. right into that luxury tax. Stop him from being able to sign other guys. He should and be in pinstripes. He get, looks good. Get that hole in his swing back for looks next so year. so tall, you know, with those stripes. It's a large strike zone, Dean. I don't know. Dangerous bet. Uh, let's go to the NBA. Draft last night in the place where they did the draft. What a time it was. I love it there. I know, especially this time of year. Orlando Magic selected Duke freshman Paolo Banchero with the number one pick in the NBA draft. That's a surprise. It was expected to be Jabari Smith Jr. He went third to Houston. The Thunder took Chet Holmgren. Old Chet. Now that's a Midwest name. Chet Holmgren. Oh, Yeah. With the number two pick even there. Yeah, that's right. Montreal's Benedict Mathurin went six, sixth overall to Indiana. And then London, Ontario's Shaden Sharp went seventh. Back-to-back Canadians inside the top seven. Love to see it. And the Raptors' only pick was in the second round, 33rd overall. They took seven-foot-one center, Christian Coloco. 
Dean, if, you make me go coloco. Okay, all right. Stop. I don't know where he's from. I'm not trying to impersonate his accent. I just like saying coloco. I know you do. Yeah. Anyway, he averaged about 12 points last year at the University of Arizona. Uh, CFL, let's do this. Yeah, dominant night for the Alouettes. Chandler Worthy returned the opening kickoff for 88 yards, and the Owls, well, they just kept cruising 37 13 over the Rough Riders. But Andrew Walker says they also had to beat the officials. We'll move along. Blue Bombers in Hamilton tonight to face the Tie Cats in a rematch of last year's Great Cup. We know that the Bombers win those and the Tie Cats lose those. Stephen Brunt can confirm that in about six minutes. PGA Tour, Rory McIlroy has a share of the lead at 8-under. That's at the Travelers Championship in Connecticut. Xander Schofley, Patrick Cantley, Webb Simpson, all within a couple strokes. That's all you need to know. And finally, the dogs. Volker that was your dog. That was your dog. Yeah. Well, you got two or three? I got, got two right now, yeah. That's it, eh? Sorry, For now. Sorry about your loss. Uh, 5-2 win over Fort Mac last night. They host the Silver Lake Gulls tonight. It's ah. your Pinder party. Brought to you by Motorworks, exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. They'll meet and beat all competitor quotes. 51st Ave, 3rd Street, Southeast, yes. Stephen Brunt coming up, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.